0: Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. Another episode of One Man's Opinion, the podcast that's sweeping the nation. Let's be honest, everybody, taking over the world here in uh, what has become the age of quarantine, everybody. I am your host, Jeff Mans. By the way, you could always find my work at fantasyguru.com, elitefantasy.com, elite sports That's right, the triumvirate of websites, sports, fantasy sports, gambling, betting, entertainment, everything else. Find me on Twitter at Jeff Mans, M A N S, just like the title of this podcast. And of course, other social media outlets, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. My new favorite, go follow me on TikTok. Check out my NFL free agency reaction videos. Also, opening day reaction, missing opening day of Major League Baseball on TikTok. The Jeff Fans, all one word right there. This is episode 10 of One Man's Opinion. Thank you all for uh, downloading, for listening, for commenting and subscribing and however or disliking even a one-star review whatever it is folks we appreciate it very much if you want to keep this podcast going please tell a friend tell family members or uh, spread the word as much as you can because i'd like to record as many episodes as possible and get to the root of a lot of different issues uh we sit here recording this april 1st twenty twenty. And it's April Fool's Day. I don't play that, folks. I, I don't do April Fool's. I'm solo, by the way, today. No co-host. Um, just flying solo on this edition. It is, after all, one man's opinion. I don't do the, the April Fool's. Like, I just don't do it. I don't get it. I don't like it. I I'm, I've never been a surprise party guy. I don't like those. I don't like surprises in general. I'm a planner. I organize things. That's just the way I've always been. April's April Fool's to me is for people that don't know comedy. So they just do like over-the-top, over, over the top, ridiculously tr- you know, pranks or tricks on people thinking it's funny. It's not funny. Normally, they're not funny. And case in point, a friend of mine, I'm not going to out them on Facebook, although they, I think they've told me they listen to this podcast. I'm sorry. Not going to use your name, but I'm going to out you here. A coronavirus talking about saying a long, you know, making a Facebook post about their father, who I also know very well, um, having coronavirus and doing a long write-up and all this stuff. And I mean, grabbing my attention, grabbing others' attention. And at the end, uh, it's something about please send toilet paper. I mean – it's not funny. I, I don't get. God damn it! You guys have to be funny. If you're gonna do a prank, make it funny. You better make it funny. I, there's nothing more insulting in this universe than people that are unfunny trying to pretend to be funny, doing things they think, oh, I'm gonna get a laugh. Oh. No, it was a stupid pose. It was an absurd pose, and one that makes me wish you fell down a well. I'll be. I'm just gonna say. I, I hope you fall down a well. That's what I hope happens, and I'm sorry for that. You can come at me all you want, but uh, April Fool's Day, just not my thing, so why not record another episode? And In today's show, I'm going over a couple things. I want to talk about what we are doing over at the Elite Sports Network during the quarantine time. By now, Arizona, just where I reside, we got locked down just a couple days ago, Um, curfew and all that stuff, but in Arizona, mandatory businesses include like nail salons, golf courses, coffee shops. It's kind of bullshit. It's really total bullshit, uh, quite honestly. Um, So you don't, it's not going to change anybody's life. Although at this point, you should be staying inside, right? Aren't we all staying inside doing the right thing? Whether you agree, disagree, that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about uh, doing the right thing and trying to slow the curve and trying to not get coronavirus. That's ultimately, uh, what I want. I don't want to get coronavirus. I have 11 people now that have come down with coronavirus, including two people we work with here at the elite sports network. And it's from everything I've heard. And three of them, four of them have been hospitalized as a result thus far. Um, it's just terrible. I mean, I don't want to get sick like this And anyway. Everyone's like, well, the death, the, the death number isn't as high as you say. I, who gives a fuck? What's wrong with you people? Don't, I don't care. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to be sick in general. I don't want to go through long. I've had pneumonia twice in my life. I don't want pneumonia again. No way do I want pneumonia. Oh, this is the worst pneumonia. No, I don't want that. Definitely 100,000%. I don't want anything to do with it. If you have it, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm not worried about what the curve and death rate and all. I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to be healthy. That's where I'm at during this uh, coronavirus outbreak as we lay smack dab in the middle of it. Um, Hard to believe it's just April 1st. It's hard to believe that we're just starting the month that we've already basically written off. We've written off April, written off May. Sports are not in session anywhere, uh, virtually anywhere. I mean, some sports are going on. Actually, that's where I – let's start out there on the show today, I want to talk about what we're doing across our network of websites and businesses and things like that. For one, um, you know, we're doing fine. Nothing, business is never good during this time. And I'm not really worried about our business as much as I'm worried about the customers and about our people that are that work with us and all that. Number one, uh, people have told me that this is where I go Ape shit I just go ape shit when people tell me well how could you how could you charge how could you charge money for this during this time? well um, because we run a business number one for two nobody has to subscribe or partake or what have you we've done all we've lowered a lot of prices we've given freebies we've extended everybody um, we've given uh, everybody full access to our full complement of websites over at the elite sports network. So we're doing all I can. And listen, I have to, I have to keep the lights on. I have to earn a living, um, as does, uh, the 39 people that we employ in our, in our organization. And uh, I take it as a big responsibility me as one of the leaders of the company to do so. And what we're trying to do is let, let's cut the bullshit. This isn't a political show. This is not a show. I'm not going to talk. Ugh, the right likes this. Oh, the libs like this. Ugh. No, no, no. I told you in episode one, I don't play that. And I'm not playing it here. The reality of the situation is most people are at home or under very strong restrictions. Uh, can't go out. No matter what, whether you're working or not. First of all, I do want to commend all the people at work. And my brother works in a uh, um, uh, supermarket manages uh, a meat market and everything and he's on the front lines and having to clean and go in he's working seven days a week he's getting 60 hours a week or company that didn't want to ever pay overtime and everything else it's just supply and demand hospital worker everybody in the medical field uh, delivery personnel man all of you guys i'm telling you no matter what you're doing to keep things moving in any form, whatever it is your job out there, truck drivers. And I know there's a lot of walks of life I'm not hitting here, but just know that this dude, I'm pointing a thumb right at myself. This dude appreciates you 1000% and doing what you have to do to put bread on the table to keep the world spinning. Really? I mean, we're relying on a lot of people. I mean, there's, look at Netflix and Video games and all this shit. People think that that just happens, like it's magic. That there's servers that are you know, no that uh, video is put on your screen. No, those are servers that somebody in a company and people have to operate and wrench on and navigate and swap out when they get slow and when they break down and when they overheat. It's the same, you know, video game systems. There's people selling the video games. There's people working on those servers and and those platforms. If you're on like a uh, um, Online, you know, everything that connects us. There are guys out there. I saw uh, trucks for Cox Internet Company that's out here in Arizona. These guys are out there working on the lines and things like that. So, I mean, kudos to everybody who's keeping it moving. And, uh, it, it, you know, there's there's people behind all of it, all of these corporations. There's people, actual people behind it. Some We talk about corporations like they're evil and bad because you think, oh, the CEO of that company makes plenty of money and they could do this. Well, that CEO controls the fortunes of dozens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, in some cases of workers, regular folks like you and I that just need to earn a living and keep the lights on in our house and keep food on our table. Uh, so there's a lot like that. And we're no different at the Elite Sports Network. And, yeah, we're open. Yes, we're still charging, even though we've discounted and all that. Because um, uh, for a lot of people, our home, I mean, what are you doing? That's a question I want to hear from you. At Jeff underscore Mance, what are you guys doing? How are you passing this time? Uh, I talked about it on the Sirius XM radio show that I still do every day, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sirius 210 XM87 talk about it uh, on there the other day, what we're doing to pass the time. And I've got ideas. I, I will go through dozens of ideas, of things that me, my kids, my wife, our family has done during this quarantine time to kind of keep busy and whatnot. But um, you know, the company is still going. We need a distraction. People that love sports, like myself, I have an addiction. My addiction is competition. Right, and I always say I'm addicted, really, to winning. Ultimately, winning is the drug. It's the meth. It's the the coke. It's the the drug that I want to inject into my veins, and snort up my nostrils, or inject into my anus. Like I want the drug of winning. Right, that's what I just covet every moment of my existence. And I know there's so many of us out there. So many, and so you're looking for at this time, like, how do you compete? What do you need to do? Are you when you go to the grocery store, are you just flooring it? Like you're in NASCAR, like you're racing. Are, what, are you knocking people over at the grocery store, at the gas station, or wherever you get are allowed to go during quarantine? Are you fighting with your family because you want to win an argument or a game of checkers or chess or whatever, backgammon, and whatever it is? And what are you doing? I, and I think it's very useful. There are sports going on during this time. And what I've been doing I've been going back to sort of, I call it my uh, my baseline, going back to my roots and things that I used to do 10, 20, 30 years ago, horse racing. I've talked about it on this podcast before. I've talked about it on the SiriusXM show. I am in the EliteSportsBetting.com chat room at least five, six days a week in what we call the vault. It's our betting chat room. Everybody has access to it over there. Go there, check it out, hang out with us. We bet on the horses. They're still running across the United States, North America. Australia's running overnight. So I, I am in on the Australian races quite a bit. Uh, I bet on those because uh, they're late at night. It's awesome. 11 p.m. my time, 2 a.m. Eastern time. When I, you know, I'm up to 5, 6 a.m. Eastern every day. And uh, I'm watching live horse racing, going at it. I'm playing online poker. We set up a poker club over at leadsportsbetting.com. We're having staff games. We're playing against our subscribers and people who want to join in. If you want to play, it's all free money, by the way. We're not taking your money for that. Um, but if you want to sit at a poker table, just play the game. I love the game of poker. I am a card player way before online poker was popular. Way before. Ted Schuster and I, we talked about it on the How I Met, How, How Jeff Met Ted podcast. I think that was episode seven or eight, um, in which we talked about, you know, we played, we used to go to our buddy Gordo's apartment and hang out and play cards for five, six, seven, eight hours overnight, play video games and things like that. Um, I was into card playing as a kid. My family used to play, although my grandparents never would let me sit at the table. I would sit and watch them play. So I, I love the game of poker. Um, we've had three staff tournaments from our, our network over the last couple of weeks. I've won two of those Ted Schuster, won the other, um, in there, a pretty good card player, you know, um, I, I did the world series of poker competitions and things like that back in the day. Um, you know, played online was successful, profited from online poker back in the day. I believe poker is life. I really believe everything you learn. It's not about the cards you have. People always say, oh, I didn't get good cards. Who gives a shit? You don't need good cards to win poker. And that's the thing. You don't need a great, you don't need good cards to win life. Tell people this a lot. You need to play the hand. You got to play the hand you're dealt, no matter what it is. And you you decide every hand, how am I going to win? How am I going to lose? And the best poker players in the world know you're not going to win every hand. The idea that you're all oh, just going to win and win and win. That's what happens when people get a big stack of chips. They think, well, I'll just push people around, push people around, push people around. Eventually you get caught, you know, and it's not about you know, pushing people around and how many hands you win. It's whether you're standing at the end of the day. Are you profited or profitable? Are you up money or are you down money? In a tournament, it's whether you win or you lose. It's, that's what poker's all about. Uh, I think there's a lot of lessons. You could become a better fantasy player, a better daily fantasy player by playing poker. I strongly – better sports gambler, uh, sports better, way better at uh, by learning the game of poker and understanding the nuances, the game theory that I talk about all the time on EliteFantasy.com when I'm talking about daily fantasy sports. So we're doing that. We have eSports going on, which is video games. Our guy Moose is – on fire uh, betting you know, betting, and playing DFS League of Legends. There's $50,000 top prizes out now on DraftKings for eSports and League of Legends and some other competitions as well. I am not that guy. I am – I dig video games, but my whole life I played – I think the, like Mario Brothers, The Legend of Zelda, like Goldeneye, um, I was a sports video game guy. That's what I – I played – I Maddened. I played Tech Mobile, Super Tech Mobile, RBI Baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. I, I played the sports games almost exclusively. I was never an action game guy. Um, and that's, you know, esports just never has been my thing. I'm fascinated by it. I love it. I'm nosing around because I know some of our subscribers over there at elitefantasy.com are winning money. Um, Moose took home a big payday, $5,000 the other day. As well, so I'm sniffing around, seeing what advantage I can get. I haven't partake yet, but if you're an e gamer, if you know anything about that stuff, it's a golden opportunity for you over there. Uh, soccer leagues are. Here's what happens: Oh, we discover a soccer league in Portugal. Oh, and we have about a weekend of it, and then they close down. It's happened in Australia, Mexico. It's happened in uh, Portugal, like I mentioned. It There's one other league that our guy Duke was uh, betting on and play and doing DFS for, but most of them have closed, but we are supporting soccer. UFC starts again on April 18th. Our guy Mad Lab will have full coverage there as well. Over at fantasyguru.com, NFL draft season, baby. NFL's not moving. Roger Goodell is what Donald Trump wants to be it seems like roger goodell don't give a fuck like he doesn't give a shit roger goodell's like yeah we're no free agency yeah we're gonna do that Well, yeah the nfl draft yeah we're doing that otas yeah we'll do that training camp yeah we'll do that season yeah you know what you know what we're gonna do we're gonna expand the season that's why right. the nfl expanded by a week of the season they expanded the playoff teams making more games than ever for this upcoming season, the NFL don't give a shit. So, NFL draft's going to be here. So, on this show, uh, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to go over my post-free agency NFL fantasy football rankings. You can check them out over at FantasyGuru.com. If you guys want a discount, if you want to get in, if you want something to do to pass the time. Um, you can use the promo code radio 20 and boom, you get the 20% off. We already lowered the prices; It's crazy. Uh, so it's affordable for everybody. And again, going back to that, how dare you charge during this time? Well, again, trying to run a business. We want to be here long after this virus is gone and support all the sports and continue to provide great coverage and opportunities to win money for people and have fun and win their leagues. And thus we have to keep the lights on. Um, during that whole thing, and P, listen, I, I understand how bad time is. I, I, I'm not getting a paycheck. I, you know, I don't talk about that very often. But I'm, I got paid in March, and that's it. I will not get paid again. I don't think until the month of August is basically what I'm looking at right now. And um, some of you may say, "Oh, yeah. Well, you make a lot of money, probably, and uh, you know you have a nice house because I've seen it in the videos on TikTok." The Jeff Mans, by the way. Uh, maybe so, but you know, any idea how much my, my monthly bills are as much as most some people make in a year? That's not a brag. That's actually going to fu- It's going to fucking ruin me. I'm going to be fucking ruined. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to be destitute like soon. And that it is what it is. I don't need sympathy. I get it. It's the nature of the business or whatever. Um, but I just want you guys to understand that. Cause I got some people, our customers are like, how could you, how could you charge people? For well, there's we're, we are working. Okay. And whether people choose to partake or not come hang out with us or not, it's up to everybody. Right. And other people are getting stimulus checks. I'm not getting a stimulus check. I'm not getting unemployment. Other people get unemployment that, you know, I Don't tell me you didn't, because I guarantee 4 million, what, 4 or 5 million people this week alone went filed unemployment. We're at 12 million people going to be on unemployment. So people are getting revenue in that. I don't get into that shit. I'm working. I, as a business owner, you just don't get money, right? And if you make a certain wage, you don't get money. And that's where I'm at. So, you know, the world, I still go to my coffee shop and people in my coffee shop, it's all drive through you slide the card yourself. Nobody touches, Not nothing like that. Um, they ask you, oh, did you want to add a tip? Damn right, add a tip. You guys are out here working. Put another, put a dollar on that deal. Put a dollar on that deal because I know when the economy gets back, which it will, and we get back to working, sports opens up and paychecks roll in again, I, I want my coffee shop to be there. I want the play, people that I depend on and I value to be around and to you know, stick around during this time. Businesses, a lot of businesses in the fantasy sports industry, you've already heard of them. They, they're not paying their people. We did. They are not um, staying open. They're folding. They're laying off people. You know, it's a bad time for a lot of us out there. And again, I don't, I don't talk about this to be, you don't need to play violins or any of that shit. I get it. You know, we all have our problems, but we've got to do what we got to do. That's what a community does. That's what an environment does. That's what a culture does. We pick each other up. We do what we can do to keep this thing going. And the thing that I could offer everybody is a little bit distraction. That's why these podcasts keep coming out. That's why the um, SiriusXM show is on. That's why I'm writing articles over at fantasyguru.com. That's why I'm spending time at leadsportsbetting.com. We're getting over it. I have an addiction to winning. I want it. I'm want i betting some horses. I'm playing cards. Um, I'm doing NFL draft stuff. I'm doing fantasy baseball stuff. I'm in the chat room looking at our, our NHL guys who are doing simulations. Uh, E-NASCAR, a.k.a. Racing. I'm fascinated with that, the simulations where they go through tra- – you have NASCAR drivers driving around the track. Our guy Trevor Marcotte has full coverage over league for that. I mean, that was fun. The NBA players. Did you guys hear about this? The they're doing a two K 20, uh, 16 teams, uh, tournament simulation. We're not simulation where they're playing the games. I think that's awesome. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Deandre ayton some of these guys are all participating in that. You could bet on that. We could watch that. Some great content right there for all of us sports fans. Um, and there's still preseason baseball, fantasy baseball on the SiriusXM show. I'm talking about statistics, diving into sabermetrics, some of which ISO, xFIP, you know, things like this that sound weird and you hear me and other hosts and analysts talk about, maybe you don't know what the hell they mean or maybe you you get it but you don't know the reason behind it. I'm diving in to all that stuff right now and making sure everybody understands. It, it we're going to use this as an opportunity To take our minds off of a deadly virus that's sweeping the world and you know to take our minds off of our work and our jobs that all suck at this point whether you have one or don't it's pretty shitty work no matter what everyone you're going to work and you take on a risk and working from home and kids being home and school and having to catch up on that i have a uh Daughter and senior in high school. The graduations canceled. Senior proms canceled. Uh, spring sports are canceled. I mean, the whole senior year is ruined. Um, that's terrible. It's tragic, but it is what it is. So we need our minds off of things. And again, we have you guys um, covered over there uh, at, across all of our sites as well. As far as what to do, let me give you guys some ideas before I get into my fantasy football breakdown as well. I want to talk about – I'll give you some ideas, what to do during the quarantine. Now, call this quarantine life, everybody. So we've had uh, – my wife is amazing, former school teacher. She does things – she always comes up with ideas for the kids. I've got three kids, 17, 15, and 9, all of which need to stay entertained, and they were on spring break for the first four weeks of this. They had four weeks off with nothing to do. Now school is finally, they finally got the online learning stuff going, but, you know, we had to keep them busy, so, you know, my wife came up with all these amazing ideas, and I would pass them along to you guys, so those of you with kids, or even let's face it, if you don't have kids, and you're just looking for stuff to do, every day is has been something new in my household there's something else to do we had um uh, what did we do we did uh 80s day 1980s day kids love that for some reason even though it's way before their time i don't think they even know what 80s means uh right 80s day we had beach day now we have a pool in the backyard there's still two cool to go into but sitting out in the sun on the the on lawn chairs um and bathing suits pretending you're going to the beach and all this um stuff we had spa day we had uh we're spa day uh mostly the my wife and the girls—they did manicures and pedicures, and um, went in a hot tub and did things like that. My kid, my son, nine years old, just played video games. He didn't—he didn't like spa day. So, uh, with that, we had quarantine karaoke. We've actually done this twice. It's kind of fun. Horrible. I'm the worst singer ever in the history of the world. But it's in none of my—nobody in my family could sing. But it's fun. Um, singing just wild, crazy song. What's song? I did bad, bad Leroy Brown, Brown by Jim Croce. That was my quarantine karaoke song. Oh, and uh, God's country by Blake Shelton. What else did I do? I did like five different songs over the times we've done it, but it's always fun. We laugh at each other and, and um, you know, make a lot of noise. We had one of my favorite days was Christmas day. We celebrated Christmas in March Um, just last weekend we put on Christmas movies and we put lights around the house just because we didn't put up a tree. It's too much work. We didn't put up, we didn't go that crazy, but we put on Christmas movies, um, lights all around there. We didn't go get presents, of course, uh, no paychecks. (laughs) That doesn't help that whatsoever. Um, but we had a Christmas Day, which was which was pretty fun. I think we're going to do a New Year's Day uh, coming up next week, as a matter of fact, as well. We had Disney Day that we did where if you guys go on YouTube, you know, if you have a smart TV or if you could just cast, do a Google cast or something to a TV, you could put like your dining room chairs, all align it to any Disney ride at Disney World or Disneyland, and you can have a virtual simulation of it, turn off the lights and and then, you know, move the chairs around, have somebody move the chairs around. And like you're on the ride or whatever, we did that. We watched Disney movies that day. We actually did Disney karaoke that day as well. Um, other things we've done, camp day, kids did a camp out uh, in our family room. You know, with the whole thing, we, we basically made a fort or a tent, did that uh did scavenger hunt around the house upstairs downstairs outside so everybody on, on the property obviously as well did baking day where they made bread and cupcakes and cake and cookies and all kinds of baking stuff because we found it at the grocery store before and it's cheap so we did that i mean then for the not fun days the cleaning day they, i mean God love it. I mean, clean the baseboards and dust and the ceiling fans and things like that, to clean the rooms and all of that good stuff. I also invented a game. I'll give you guys idea. I came out. It's called backyard golf. You could do it indoors as well, whatever you, you want to do. But what we have, my son has like all these little baseballs, like those foam rubber balls, real light, fluffy. He's got 20 of them. So we take five of them for the five people in my family. And we did this in the backyard i put a what a, a game called can jam where you're supposed to throw frisbees into like a giant cylinder right instead of that um you could use a garbage can you could use a laundry basket whatever you whatever you have you know whatever container type thing that the balls would fit in um you, you put that in a central location and then you cut out nine cardboard pieces and have nine holes until, and you can mix it up every time, where everybody puts one of the one of those cardboard numbers one through nine somewhere in the backyard. Or again, you could do it in your house. Put one in the bathroom, one in the laundry room, one upstairs, one downstairs, one in the basement, one in, wherever you have. You can do, and your job is to see how many throws it takes to get into the bucket. Um, you know, and that's backyard golf, or you could call it indoor golf as well. And it changes every time you could change the place you put the bucket, you could change the play, the setup you have where the holes go. Every single time you could rearrange them all, you know, some are close to the bucket, some are further away, you could randomly put all the holes down, then put the bucket somewhere unique in that as well, or in the house, There's a lot of different things you could do, with that uh to pass the time and then you keep score obviously lowest total wins just like in real golf. Uh movie day, we've done that a ton, watch Castaway. I think that was pretty appropriate for the quarantine life as well. Um what else? Uh, board games, video games. Um stairball. That's another one where you put like laundry baskets or containers down a stair if you're in a house that's not a ranch, if you have an upstairs or or you in a basement where you have stairs and you sit at the top and you roll the balls down, kind of like Plinko, if you've ever seen the prices right. And then, but each container is worth a different amount of points. So one you know, one point's the largest one to like five or 10 points is the smallest container. And people aim for that. You just total up the points after five or six or seven, eight, however many balls you roll down the stairs. Puzzles have been big in my house as well. Kids doing a lot of puzzle stuff. Um, they love it. So um, that's basically what we have been doing. Uh, again, reach out at Jeff underscore man's folks. We're all in this together and I'm more than happy to pass long things. My family's doing things I'm doing as a sports fan to keep my mind going, to keep my excitement going for that. And, uh, one thing that I've gravitated towards, obviously poker is taking up time. I'm playing online poker. I love it. I love it. And I'm not even playing for real money right now. When I'm playing on Poker Stars just for play money, and I still love it. Um, Passes the time. It's competition. It, it, it checks that box for me. But the other thing I'm really moving into now that we're officially in April is fantasy football. Let's face it. I don't know when the fuck baseball season's coming. I don't know. My guess as of now, I think 4th of July weekend. Fourth of July weekend sounds like we're going to play essentially a half a season of major league baseball. That's what I, and I think happens. It's the first weekend in uh, July that, that Saturday, like that that's when I feel major league baseball is going to be back. Now it would be amazing if it was Memorial day at the end of May. Um, That would be best case scenario. That's Saturday or Sunday. Memorial um, Day technically on 25th this year. So it's a little bit before that. But um that would be best case scenario. But I think worst case scenario is July 4th. I just don't know the uncertainty. One thing I do know, one thing we all know, we know the football season's coming and Goodell don't DGAF. He don't get butt. So they're gonna be they're gonna go on with the NFL draft. It's whether it's in Vegas or not, it's gonna be all on television. You're not going to get people lined up. You're not going to get people, many of the prospects there in person, if any, it, it might just be all virtual stuff, which is fine. And, and I think it'll be just as exciting to see just where these players go, where they're drafted, all the trades and everything. So I'm in fantasy football mode. I'm, I'm starting to just say, all right, that's where I'm going. Um, I, I'm just getting into fantasy football mode. And one thing I love, One of my absolute favorite things to do in all sports. One of the the only reason, only reason, one of the major reasons I'm in the sports industry, what always, always intrigued me about sports. I love, and I'm really good at. Yeah, that's right. I'll say it. I'm good at it. Identifying talent. I have an eye for talent in baseball and football, even in basketball. I can tell you. I know talent when I see it, and I have a really good track record of identifying it. Now, you know, people say, "Well, you're wrong on this guy. You're wrong on this guy." Uh, no doubt. Well, I'm wrong from a fantasy standpoint. It's it's very rare to be wrong on a player. Fantasy production comes from when great talent meets great opportunity, and, and in a great scheme or setup specific to their skills that's from fantasy so there's other elements at play which is why i love it because it's an imperfect science um and it keeps you coming back for now more that's what i love about it but uh, as far as i think the last player i know uh, i was i still think i'm right on him but bryce butler that's a guy that i saw in a preseason game with the oakland raiders you know it's about five six years and i go that guy's a star that guy's a star and then he gets cut And it's like, oh, what happened, man? And then, then, oh, what do you know? He's he's re-signed. He's on the team. He makes an impact. He gets traded. The Cowboys, when Des Bryant got hurt, traded for Bryce Butler. So they, obviously, NFL front offices saw talent there. He got a big free agent deal with the Dolphins. He got a free agent deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Never made an impact on the field somehow. I don't know how it's happened, but – so I know talent. And that's why NFL draft is so intriguing for me because – These guys are all very talented and good college players, but how they fit in each specific specific scheme is really what's going to lead to success or failure in their careers, and I love that kind of analysis, and I'm excited about it. We are doing stuff over at FantasyGuru.com. I'm going to go over my post-free agency rankings for you here, but – we have ADP reports going on because they're best ball leagues you could join and draft. We have rookie reports all over. Russell Clay just dropped his mock draft 1.0. He'll have four of these leading up to the NFL draft. That's uh very, very good. Um then we got NFL draft player profiles. I think we've got Jerry Judy, DeAndre Swift over there, and so excited about. The new series we have at Fantasy Guru called "The Next Blank," the next, and then whatever it is. We have a uh, Tyler Beaker, our guy, wrote the next Ezekiel Elliott on one of these running backs in uh, fan, for fantasy football purposes. That is uh, exciting because you tried to to bring these players into you know unknown players. Into what known quantity or known, you know, what they're known as, the similarities, physical similarities, combine stats, meaning um, size, speed, all that kind of stuff, production wise, you know, skill wise, all of those kind of comps uh, we have in uh, the next over at fantasyguru.com. So I'm excited about that as well. Let's get into my rankings, though. Uh, Post free agency, I did a mock draft for SiriusXM with all the hosts. I had the sixth pick in the SiriusXM mock draft. Um, you know that we could draft prospects and all that as well. Uh, sixth pick, it went pretty much how you'd think it would go. McCaffrey went first. Saquon Barkley second. Michael Thomas third. Zeke Elliott fourth. Dalvin Cook fifth. Now. On my board, overall, I do have McCaffrey first still, even though him and Barkley, I'm big in Sa- into Saquon this year. It's huge. I have McCaffrey first, Saquon second. I have Dalvin Cook third and Michael Thomas fourth with Zeke Elliott fifth. Like, that's the top five on my board. So, the same guys, rearranged a little bit. Um, and then Michael Thomas going first, you know, third overall, was kind of surprising. I, was, I thought I was more bullish on him fourth overall, but uh, nevertheless – After those top five, my sixth guy, and obviously my running back rankings on the site, McCaffrey, Barkley, Cook, Zeke, fifth running back is the guy I took sixth overall in this mock draft. It's Joe Mixon, Cincinnati Bengals. I love what I saw out of Joe Mixon down the stretch Last year, Joe Mixon was, for those of us play, who played daily fantasy football, he was an absolute beast, absolute beast down the stretch. Uh, after a very slow start, he ended up with 1137 rushing yards. He added 35 catches for 287 yards, got eight total touchdowns. So overall, it wasn't a bad season out of Joe Mixon whatsoever. It just started out real bad. His final five games, he had 146, 136, 50, which is disappointing outing against the Bengals, and 162 uh, as far as rushing yards. Added four, three, three, and two receptions down the stretch there as well with uh, three total touchdowns in those final five games. Like what I saw there, don't forget, Cincinnati, they. Their first round pick a year ago was a left tackle from the University of Alabama, a guy named Jonah Williams. Now, interesting thing about Jonah Williams, there's a special on HBO, um, Belichick and Sabin, and a special with those two great legendary coaches talking. And there was like hidden mics. They were all mic'd up. And obviously Sabin and Belichick, they're good friends. They work together in Cleveland. Uh, and other places, uh, like the uh, Naval Academy, and whatnot—they're obviously amazing evaluators of talent. I think we'd all agree there. Well, there was a hidden mic moment where they're standing there, and Belichick leans in and goes, "All right, who—who's the best kid here? Like, who's the—who's the whos the mo, whos the best talent?" Saban takes a little bit. He's looking around. He's kind of like hmm, making sure nobody else sees. He goes, "Well, he goes, Jonah's the best best talent." And then they're like, "Can he play inside?" He goes, "Yeah, he could play inside, but why would you want him to play inside? With, you know, the wingspan, and everything else." Jonah Williams is a superb talent. He could be one of the best left tackles in the NFL, in um, you know, the, uh, it's for years and years to come. He tore his labrum in his left shoulder during training camp last June. Missed the entire season all right, physically unable to perform, basically redshirted his entire rookie season. He is now back healthy and ready to go. Cincinnati gains a left tackle. That's great for this offense as a whole, right? We saw Billy Price. Billy Price, another first-round pick from 2018, um, who was a center at the University uh, of Ohio State. Billy Price is there. He is a center. Kind of didn't work out really Right, it is kind of uh, they moved him to left guard, and he had a very good season a very good season for uh, for Cincinnati last year and uh it found a new position basically. So, um, he th- that they're in good spot right there as well. The guy who took Billy Price's se- starting center spot is a guy named Trey Hopkins, college free agent. They, uh, you know, little fanfare whatsoever, but he played so good, was a top six center according to profootballfocus.com in 2019. What the Bengals do? They went and signed him to a big deal. They signed him to – I know he got $20 million uh, um, in a, in a contract extension, right? I mean, that's pretty good. He's fourth-year guy. You know, you never really mention but they've got a dime in the rough there at the center position. All of a sudden, this offensive line looked pretty damn good. Xavier Suefilo, a former swing guy for the Dallas Cowboys, he's here as well playing the right guard spot. Uh, and he's, he's a good run blocker, not good so much in pass protection. That's why he's on the interior. But what I'm saying, and then you got, on top of that, you got A.J. Green healthy. What is A.J. Green? John Ross, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate even? These guys have these guys will keep safeties out of the passing game away from the line of scrimmage, because you have to you have to double team AJ Green. Ross is a burner. Boyd has proven to be very solid. So, you know, guy. You bring in a guy like Joe Burrow, ro- rookie quarterback most likely going to start, uh, will be the number one overall pick and start as it stands now. And uh, holy shit, this offense t- takes a pretty big transformation. And with a rookie quarterback there and all these weapons, Joe Mixon could be relied upon quite a bit, quite a bit. So uh, yeah, I like Joe Mixon. I'm very, very bullish on him this year. My quarterback rankings as we stand, uh, I have Patrick Mahomes ahead of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson in this mock draft was the second round pick. I'm not in on that. I'm not going to draft either one of these guys in the first three rounds. That's for damn sure. Mahomes went in the fourth. I started getting like, mm, maybe Mahomes, but he went you know before my pick in the fourth. If he was there on the board in the fourth in this 12-teamer, it, it would have been a decision. I wouldn't have made it because in expert leagues, normally I could get quarterbacks later, and I did. I ended up with a good one um, four rounds later. But I have Mahomes first, Lamar Jackson second, Russell Wilson third, Kyler Murray's fourth. And he was the third quarterback off the board in the mock draft. But the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, second year in the league, we see young quarterbacks always make – the quarterbacks that become stars always take a huge leap from year one to year two. We like a lot of things. We saw Kyler Murray not turning the ball over. At times, he'd run wild. He didn't run enough, in my opinion, last year. He was too timid at times. He was terrible in the red zone last year. I think they could iron out those details. Get DeAndre Hopkins in there. Larry Fitzgerald's back. Holy crap. All of a sudden, you got a running game with Kenyon Drake. I'm sure they're going to address the offensive line more um, in this draft where there's an abundance of offensive linemen. I love Kyler Murray in 2020. I really do. And, yeah, he's my fourth quarterback off the board as well. Uh, Fifth, I have Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun Watson, sixth through Breeze. Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, and Baker Mayfield. They get Austin Hooper in Cleveland. They've got Jack Conklin in Cleveland that could only help that offense. Um, and a th- you know third year for Baker Mayfield should see another step forward too. So that's where we're at at the quarterback position, running back position. I talked about my top five already for you. And by the way, there's more. I got my top 15 at quarterback. I've got the breakouts, comeback player. Super sleeper, declining, best rookie, all listed for you, all written up with paragraphs on each player um, over at fantasyguru.com. So go there and check it out. Also, so running back McCaffrey, Saquon, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mix, top five. Alvin Kamara, six. I like Kamara. I like. I love the addition of Manuel Sanders for that Saints offense. I like that they re-signed Ryan checked to right tackle. Andrews Pe- Pete, their left guard, that that's huge for the offense as a whole. It's big for Drew Brees. It's big for Alvin Kamara. And um, I'll ride Kamara one more time. Or I should say I'll ride the Saints offense. I like Kamara as a whole. I would love to get him at a value sometime. But, um, you know, with Brees back, everything like that, I think Kamara's pretty safe at pick um, in the top 10. And he's sixth at my running back board. I've got Nick Chubb seventh. He's one of my favorite players. I think he's one of, if not the most electric back in the National Football League. I think you'd want to talk about big playability. There's nobody else at the running back position more than Nick Chubb. I think he has the best take it to the house ability of anybody. Problem with Cleveland is they're bringing Kareem Hunt back. They have so many pass catchers now. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, uh, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Oh, too much. It's too much. And I don't like like the idea that Nick Chubb's not going to get passing down work at all, but that's kind of what we saw, and that's the only reason you really bring Kareem Hunt back. Kareem Hunt's role is only going to expand by a little bit and eat into Nick Chubb, which is wrong. It's wrong in every damn sense of the word but that is what it is so even though he's seventh that's one of those players that i'm in the first round end of the first round i'm most likely going to try to take a Devonte adams julio jones before i get to this tier of running back i do have chubb there my eighth running back you're gonna scoff at but i'll tell you it's james Conner, pittsburgh steelers and uh, laugh all you want and say, "Oh, Steelers offense no good." Uh, Pittsburgh's offense in 2018, under Randy Fickner, and, and they had 51 touchdowns. Lost, obviously, lost Antonio Brown, but you lose uh, Ben Roethlisberger for most of the season. Connor was banged up. That offense went from 51 to to 25 touchdowns. That's over half half the offensive production went down in terms of points scored. And in terms of just raw touchdowns, Connor healthy. I know Ed Bouchette, the writer for uh, um, uh, covers the Steelers. He talked about there's for sure Steelers are going to go and bring in another running back and very, very likely. But Connor can do the job. And this offense moves when Ben Roethlisberger, Chuju Smith-Schuster, they go and get Eric Ebron, another weapon at tight end that can only help. I'm still bullish on James Conner. I understand. I ended up in the mock draft I just told you about. I got James Conner in the third round. So based on where I have him, that's essentially a a first round, early second round grade for James Conner for me. Me getting him in the middle of the third round was sensational. I was very happy about that. Again, when I rank guys here, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to take them there. You always correlate it with the ADP, average draft position. And there you go. Aaron Jones is ninth. Don't, don't forget, they used Jamal Williams a lot first half of the season until Williams went down. Um, it's still a split backfield. As great as Aaron Jones has been, Aaron Rodgers is going to get more. They'll throw the ball more because Devontae Adams will be healthy most likely. And Jamal Williams is a factor. So I'm nervous about that. I, and my 10th overall is Derrick Henry at running back. Derrick Henry doesn't catch, catch the football. He just doesn't do it. I, they lose Jack Conklin along the offensive line of I think they had a miracle season. He scored 16 touchdowns that accounted for 40 percent of his fantasy production. Mm-hmm. You lose four of those touchdowns and you don't catch any more passes. Ah oh boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I, I don't know where the points come from for Derek Henry, you know, so I have Derek Henry very close to who, who I have 11th that's Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. Based on where each of them are going, I'd much rather have Josh Jacobs than Derrick Henry this year, based on ADP alone. So Raheem Mostert is my number 12 running back there as well. I've got uh, top 24 running backs in total listed, ranked out there for you, fantasyguru.com. And I uh, have, again, 2020 breakout, comeback player, super sleeper, declining, and best rookie all written up at the site there for you as well we'll get into the wide receiver position now as well for uh in my rankings at fantasy guru michael thomas first overall of course at the wide receiver position uh like i said i am fourth overall you know behind just cook cmc and saquon um number two wide receiver that spot's up for grabs. I still have DeAndre Hopkins now with the Arizona Cardinals. He is still there for me. Um, he's just such a good pass catcher. They're gonna they're gonna throw when you when you have an offense. Okay, um, when we get into the fantasy football season, I'll talk a lot about uh, snap share. I'll talk about target share, fantasy share, like all that kind of the share of. Production from each of these spots, you may think that a team that has the plays nothing but four and five wide receiver sets, oh my God, well, they're passing a ton. Well, they, they did pass a ton. Now, even though Arizona Cardinals passed a ton last year, uh, assuming they improve on, on defense and with a better offensive line, and now that they found Kenyon Drake, don't we have to kind of assume? You know, they were only 18 and pass attempts last year in 24th in yards. So even though they threw the ball, you know, a lot, meh, wasn't a crap ton. They were 19th in rushing attempts. So that's a little bit. And when you have four receivers all out there, the, the, the demand for one guy to stand out and get such a high percentage of those shares just isn't there. And that's why we saw last year, Christian Kirk had a nice run for a while, but, you know, Christian Kirk did not come close to a thousand yards receiving. He had 108 targets, 68 receptions, 700 yards receiving, and you know he finished. And Larry Fitzgerald led the team in receptions with 75 and only 800 yards receiving, four touchdowns. Spread the and you saw Fitzgerald would have a big game, and Kirk would have a big game, or maybe two. Man, we saw Demir Bird down the stretch have a big game. Trent Sherfield had a big game. Um, you know they're just it's spread out a lot, and Hopkins, as much as he 'll command because of his talent and greatness, this system isn't as great for Hopkins as I think it was in Houston, so talent wins out for now, but my third wide receiver, Devonte Adams and fourth wide receiver, Julio Jones, I could make a case for either one of them over Hopkins. I really could i 'll keep Hopkins there, Adams is third. Uh, Need a healthy season out of him. Packers don't seem to know what they want in wide receivers. They really don't. They're all over the damn map. They draft copious amounts of wide receivers. They uh, got rid of Geronimo Allison, uh, but they signed Devin Funchess this past season. Marcus valdes Cantling started out the season like a stud and then didn't even exist at the end. Alan Lazard had a decent run during the – they don't know what they're doing. One thing we know, it's going to be Devontae Adams. And from a fantasy standpoint, again, target share, catch, catch rate, route rate, all that is amazing for Devontae Adams. And Julio Jones is a behemoth with uh, the Atlanta Falcons as well. I always love Julio Jones. I'll take it. We saw a spike, finally a positive spike in his touchdown production last year. Chris Godwin was fifth. Tom Brady's not going to throw the ball downfield. I dropped Mike Evans down on my board, as you'll see in a moment. But Godwin's the guy, A, he gave him the number 12 jersey. That's good. He plays the slot. Well, we know Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, slot receivers for Tom Brady always seems to be very good. You need quick twitch, get open quick. I think Godwin's going to uh, have another very solid year. Sixth wide receiver on my board, Tyreek Hill seventh on my board will surprise a lot of you he didn't go to the fourth round in the mock draft for serious xm that i did that's courtland sutton of the denver broncos i think drew Locke made great progress at the end of last season we now have a stable quarterback they go and get melvin gordon to be the bell cow running back courtland sutton's gonna see less safety coverage now with gordon there Noah Fant, it will occupy the middle, occupy some of those linebackers and even safeties uh, over the middle. You're going to see one-on-one Cortland Sutton's too much body, too physical for some of these corners, specifically in the AFC West in his own division. I love him in 2020. Kenny Galladay, speaking of physically impressive, he is eighth on my board. Amari Cooper, ninth on my wide receiver board. Mike Evans is 10th. He went into fourth round. All right, in this uh, mock draft that I did. And in the fourth round, I would start, on, I'm in on Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans will catch some touchdowns. They're going to be shorter. His overall catch totals and yardage will drop. His touchdown production might go up. So there's a trade off there. I still, still got him as a low-level wide receiver one. But I don't love them. I I love them with Jameis Winston. Don't like them nearly as much with Tom Brady. 11th wide receiver on my board, Juju Smith-Schuster. Just rewind this uh, podcast and go listen to what I talked about with the Steelers offense as a whole and James Conner. Why I loved him? Well, that's why I love Juju Smith-Schuster here as well. He's 11th. And 12th on my board is Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears, had great chemistry with Mitch Trubisky. Robinson is one of those players that had such a sneaky good year, and for as bad as Mitch Trubisky played, or as people will say, Mitch. by the way, Mitch Trubisky didn't play too bad. He didn't progress, but there was little regression for Mitch Trubisky last year. The only... As far as throwing the football, as far as running the football, Trubisky did have regression, and you could attribute that to the shoulder separation that he had surgery on immediately following the season. Allen Robinson, 154 targets, 98 receptions, 1147 yards, and seven touchdowns. It's a good year. It's a good season from a uh, a, a player that missed one, one game mostly due to injury and um, had Subpar, played in Chicago, played at a th- real tough schedule, and played with a, a, a court, poor or below average, we'll say, quarterback. So, uh, yeah, I'm in on, on Allen Robinson. I have him 12th. I have A.J. Green 13th, Tyler Lockett 14th, and uh, that's one I'm likely going to change. In the mock draft that I talked about, I took uh, D.K. Metcalf in fifth round is where I took him. I, I think Medcalf eats into Lockett's production quite a bit. Saw it at the end of last year, and I think that will continue here as well. Um, and then 15th, I have Adam Thielen of the Vikings. I've never been an Adam Thielen guy, but go look at the Vikings depth chart at wide receiver. Who the hell is Kirk Cousins going to throw to? Can you answer me that? Is it B.C. Johnson, Chad Beebe? tajay sharp who they just signed from tennessee tajay sharp's a great late round pick by the way because somebody else is gonna have to catch the football it could be run, run 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 reindeer that's why we like dalvin cook so much oh tight ends oh i also have the breakout comeback super sleeper declining best rookie i have my top 36 rankings at wide receiver over there at fantasyguru.com my tight ends Kelsey's first. I actually drafted him in the second round of the mock draft that I talked about. I have George Kittle second. Zach Ertz third. Speaking of depth charts, go look at who Carson Wentz is going to throw the ball to. Going to be a lot of Zach Ertz. Uh, I feel like he is being completely thrown out and uh, for no reason whatsoever. So Zach Ertz third. Evan Ingram fourth. Mark Andrews five. No Hayden Hurst in Baltimore. Not that Hayden Hurst is a big shadow, but. He was a first-round pick. He got traded away. It's all Mark Andrews, Darren Waller sixth. Got Austin Hooper seventh. Here's the deal: I don't think Austin Hooper is going to be that, that productive. He he's a fallback option at best for me right now at the tight end spot. The only thing he is going for him is they paid him so much damn money that they're going to ha- they have to play him. They don't really have a choice. He has to play. So that's it. Tyler Higby eighth. Hunter Henry ninth, Noah Fant 10th. Now, Hunter Henry will go ahead of Hooper, probably behind Waller. He could go as high as 6th, actually, on my board. Hunter Henry, but who's the quarterback? Okay, there's two lines of thinking in L.A. with the Chargers. Tyrod Taylor, okay, fine. But Tyrod Taylor's worked out with Cam Newton. That is a situation, if Cam goes to L.A., for the Chargers, I think that's the best spot for him. I think it's great for the Chargers. Get him on a, a one-year deal type of, of setup. They could run the same offense with Cam and or Tyrod. I think it's very similar. RPOs, throw to the tight ends, and God damn it, do I love Mike Williams if Cam Newton goes there. I drafted him in the, the mock that I was talking about. I, I love Hunter Henry a lot. Like Hunter Henry, actually, I'm going to say this right now. I have to do my projections and get everything lined up. But I'm I'll tell you that if Cam Newton signs in LA, and we he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Chargers. Hunter Henry is probably fourth fourth or fifth on my board. He goes ahead of Waller and Mark Andrews. So there you go. That's how highly I think of uh of that and uh, Mike Williams will soar as well because you need a taller guy Kelvin Benjamin type. Nobody likes Kelvin Benjamin. He's a piece of shit, whatever you want to say. But he had very productive years with Cam Newton. Cam Newton throws the ball high. That's where he misses. And he needs a guy that can go up and get it. He hasn't had that guy. They've had DJ Moore Steve Smith, Curtis Samuel, all these little guys for Carolina. It's been the wrong fit. I've screamed about this for three years running. So, uh, Mike Williams, the guy to own in LA if Cam Newton signs there. There you go. That's my uh, rankings post free agency. We'll be talking NFL draft on this podcast. I'm going to get some of our guys from fantasyguru.com on here as well. Of course, there'll be plenty more. You guys enjoy. I really appreciate you downloading and uh, giving me the feedback on my old man episode number eight, I believe that was. Uh, you know, that's one that, 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 Touched me. It was hard to do. It's a topic I really have not talked about very much. But I'm going to do more of those. My goal of this show going forward, One Man's Opinion, is to always challenge myself, challenge you guys to talk about things nobody else wants to talk about. Address topics nobody else wants to talk about. You know, Get into subject matter that we care about, but are too scared or timid or whatever. I, I want to break through all those barriers for you at any cost possible. So uh, I appreciate you guys uh, supporting me on that one. And also the the fancy sports business with Ray Flowers, Uh, all nine previous episodes, you go back and listen on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, tuned in and anywhere your favorite podcasts are found. It's always free, always uncensored. I curse like a sailor as I did in this one as well. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning in for that. If you want any more conversation, hit me up at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all my videos over there on TikTok as well, folks. So uh, go there and chime in. You agree, disagree with some of my rankings for fantasy football this year, NFL draft comments you want to talk about, want to talk about baseball. I'm about to start a fantasy stratomatic league for all of our fantasy baseball people out there as well. I've got some real, real cool guests coming up here on the show as well. Some of my favorite people from the fantasy sports industry, from the uh, entertainment industry as well. Uh, we'll get more Schuster, maybe some more Ray Flowers here as well. Who knows? We we'll maybe even dig up Tommy G for some crazy ass conspiracy shit. Who knows? Never know what you're going to get, and if you agreed with it or if you disagreed with anything I had to say, folks, that's okay. Why? Because this is one man's opinion. We'll see you next time, everybody. Be well, stay safe, and as always, do